0: gary <laughs> i wish i had an hour just to dissect that stuff man yeah, there's a lot there today how you doing everything good i'm good i'm good, yeah. I'm good. okay it's been a busy morning it's been a busy morning that's all i was gonna say i can i can tell with all of those stories thank you very much 7 36 on this friday morning it is the ninth day of february 2024 i'm john reed and we are glad you were with us here on News Radio WRVA, special edition of Read on the Road, live from Lexington, Virginia. I'm on Main Street, kind of. It's called the Patton Room, so it's a relatively new um, uh, ballroom reception area associated with this George's Inn, which is really spectacular. Who knew this was here in Lexington? Really, really nice um, hotel, kind of luxury hotel at Washington and Main. And I am told that in a uh, let's see. It's seven thirty. So, in the in at nine o'clock, I think this parade will go down the street right in front of where we are, and it's to commemorate the uh, start of the mock convention, the mock presidential convention at Washington and Lee University, which is right down the street. That they've been doing for 115 years. Every four years, the students have this mock presidential convention and gets lots of attention. Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State, is here to, today, I think. Uh, governor Yunkin tomorrow. At some point, Candace Owens, you know, who's just a firebrand herself. I think more people are excited about seeing Candace Owens in person than perhaps the governor, no offense. So this will be interesting uh, to see a lot of the political folks uh, focused on what happens at Washington. Italy. It's not really a... Is it really a debate at this point about who the Republican nominee will be, right? I mean, it's it's going to be Donald Trump. I think it's more important to debate who the Democrat nominee is going to be. After last night, with that just pathetic performance by President Biden, I mean, he, his handlers trot him out. They've kept him away from the press for months, and they trot him out for a special press conference at the White House— And I guess he read the teleprompter fine for an old man. That little clip that that Gary played where he was freaking out about them asking about his son and he was so angry. You know I loved my father and I respected my father a lot. But you know what I thought of when I heard that? That was the same kind of angry, belligerent reaction that I used to get from my own father when the dementia was hitting him and i had to explain to him that he didn't have a driver's license anymore you know he was ticked that his son was telling him that he didn't have a driver's license and the only good thing was he he would forget it about five minutes later but that five minutes was not a pleasant experience because he was mad as hell that somebody had taken his driver's license and i was watching joe biden thinking oh my god who is arguing about whether this guy has dementia anymore? He can't keep can't keep the notes straight. The most basic notes. I, so it, I think they set him up last night. I think his own people set him up because nobody with any sense would have trotted him out there. I don't think that was important last night. Now somebody's been watching this stuff on the state level and the national level for a very long time. Is Jeff Shapiro. The columnist, the political reporter for the Richmond Times Dispatch, and Jeff, I always appreciate the chance to talk to you. And I know we want to talk about Virginia politics, but did you watch that that last night? Would you would you have a different take on the Joe Biden situation? And good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me, John. I know uh, you are in Lexington for the uh, the mock convention, and uh, your perch on Main Street, I seem to recall. Affords a breathtaking view of the Virginia Military Institute as, uh, as well, uh, regarding the president's uh, performance uh, last night. Uh, I suspect uh, the administration was quite steamed over that uh, observation by the by the special c- counsel that uh, basically said, uh, uh, at least in the view of investigators, uh, Joe Biden seemed a per- perfectly lovely elderly man with a spotty memory um talk about setting up an ad for the republicans uh, i will mm. be seeing hearing uh, a, a lot uh, a, about that uh from um, from your side of the street in the uh, the days and and, <laughs> and weeks ahead well this was just a gimme
0: i you know it could have come off well uh and i think if anybody you know a normal politician uh, even somebody who's a little older, I think this would have been uh, an easy press event. But f- to set it up and say, hey, I don't have a, a memory problem, and then you reveal that you can't keep track of who the president of Egypt is and you call him the president of Mexico when you're talking yes, about is, the, huh? the yes, Israel yes. conflict. God, I mean, what a disaster. Oh, well, well, in,
1: I, I in I mean. contrast, as, as Democrats uh, point out, uh, that uh, the putative Republican nominee, the former president, uh, Mr. Trump uh, has a way uh, of playing fast and loose with the uh, facts. That he tends to be uh, repetitive in that regard, in effect creating an alternate uh, reality. Uh, so there are there are problems with uh, both of these uh, these candidates. I, I think it's important to note, though, that the uh, sort of excited belligerence that um, Uh, An enthusiasm that Trump seems to bring to his every public utterance uh, seems to sharpen the contrast with uh, with Biden. And as a consequence, Mm. certainly within the Republican Party, a lot of people are prepared to look uh, the other way when it comes to the uh, former president's mastery of facts and capacity to tell the truth.
0: But but who would you rather interview as a reporter uh donald trump who seems to still be with it even if you think he plays fast and loose with the facts or forgive me joe biden the dementia
1: patient if
0: he trump would be a better interview for you
1: right oh no doubt um you know but it would require constant <laughs> uh it would require constant fact checking in in real time and i suspect uh it would be uh, it would have the the pace of a of a prize fight with, uh, you know, a lot of blows being ex- exchanged as as one, if you will, challenge the other.
0: Hmm. All
1: right. Well, let's move to our
0: own governor. And I tell you, Jeff, I saw your column... What did you? What was the headline? It was it was not very nice about Glenn and You're not going to get invited to the next tea party at the mansion. That was kind of rough. What is your no, assessment John, of where I this will, man will, is will, at the I, midway? I will point?
1: have to point. I will have to point out, as I suspect, uh, um, I believe you and I have discussed this um, uh, off mic before. You know, the, uh, the the governor is very selective about how and when and with whom he chooses to engage when it comes to telling his. His story. I mean, uh, I think in a positive vein, it certainly qualifies as, uh, as shall we say, message discipline. But uh, I think mm. the Governor Now is perhaps at a somewhat delicate point. He's on the downhill side of his term. He's in the legacy mode, and um, you know, having uh, swung and missed on this presidential thing, you know, the focus uh, at this point should be what it should have been early days, uh, his day job in, in Richmond. And you know, the Democrats have uh, fairly productive relationships with uh, uh, the reporters who cover the, the Capitol. That's the uh, I think, to some degree, that's the, the setting in which the governor is really going to have to engage at this point. And it's not as if he's made an effort to develop uh, and maintain any of those relationships. I will say this. My sense is I'd be interested in your view as well. The public probably doesn't really care whether you know its elective officials get on um, with the press, unless there's some evidence, at least in the view of um, of uh, of voters, uh, that somehow they're being misled or misinformed uh, by by members of the political class, and I suspect as well as uh, members of the of the of the press. But, you know, the governor would rather talk to the friendlies, uh, the folks who tend not to challenge him. Uh, I think to some degree that might qualify as the, uh, the John, one of those might be the John Reed program. But, John, you've always been very straight about where you're coming from, your interests, your perspective. That's cool. Others should be. Well, you know, he hadn't come on with me, I don't think,
0: since the election. Uh, certainly not this year and we've invited him every week so i'm kind of puzzled too because i would think he it is a safer uh place for him to come to talk to me than perhaps with you so i've been a little surprised he hasn't come And i think you kind of got to make your argument one of the things that i thought was interesting in your piece jeff having covered the dynamic between sitting governors and their own party and the democrats and i'm about to run out of time but do you are are Republicans in the legislature kind of going off on their own and leaving this guy? How do you assess the dynamic there?
1: You know, John, this is, this is not personal. This is institutional. Republicans who were elected mm-hmm. to the House in November are now thinking about defending their seats in two years on a ticket led by someone other than Glenn Youngkin. Republicans elected mm-hmm. to the Senate this past November were elected to terms of four years that extend beyond Glenn Youngkin's. So I think it's very natural. Uh, I don't think it's at all unusual that we are starting to see more and more independence among members of the governor's party who sit in the House and Senate.
0: Jeff Shapiro, he, he's covered a lot of governors, uh, people who've won elections, lost elections, a lot of uh, legislators. So I always appreciate your insight, and thank you. We'll we'll look for your next column in the Times Dispatch. Thank you, Jeff. Great
1: weekend to you, John. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. I mean, he is. He, he, thank God he's here. He he will will he'll shoot at you in his columns, but Jeff really. This is the institutional knowledge which we can't afford to lose in the press corps, and I do think he has an ability to kind of hold people accountable—Republicans and Democrats. I mean, he's—he's he's not with me politically, but that's important to hold people accountable. All right, at seven forty-eight, we'll come back with more live from Lexington and Washington Italy University in just a moment on News Radio WRVA.